Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and... Today we have a topic that kind of came out of the blue, it was like a random thought. So the topic today is, are you an animal in bed? And who knows what that means, we're going to find out. So uh, before I get started, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. If you've never listened to my show before, if you have listened to my show before and just love listening to me talk about myself, lucky you, you get to hear more of it. So since 1997, I've actually been working with people and using different modalities, um, a lot of different energy work, and I'm, I've also done a lot of different things like somatic body work, and a particular one that I studied uh, the most of is something called the mitzvah technique, which is a type of body work that aligns your spine through gentle movement. And usually people are clothed on a table, and I do stuff like I move their arm or move their leg in a certain way that will unlock uh, different patterns and behaviors in their body. So we build up these repetitive patterns. of. Be- we often create these um, faulty postural habits that are repetitive over and over and over again, you know, sitting at desks, doing certain things like reading books in bed. And when we do these things, it puts our spine out of alignment. So these faulty postural habits of things that we do chronically, constantly, uh, can create over time a lot of uh, pain in the body. So one of the things that I, I work with is to start to unlock people from that through, unlock them in different ways in their life um, through movement and through energy. So um, there's different ways to have this work done, and one of them is through exercises that you can do for yourself. And I have uh, my mother and I do the same work, and we've actually created a DVD that is available that you can purchase uh, through my website if you'd like to find out more about that. Or there's also a, a little trailer on my website that you can check out um, a YouTube video that I'm in doing the uh, doing some of the exercises. And if they appeal to your body and you'd like to choose it, go for it, and I can mail that out to you anywhere you like. Um, it, they're really easy. They're, I call them lazy man exercises because like, so many of them are just so total. Um, they're totally relaxed and easy, and they're really about unlocking your body, and it's not about pushing your body past anything that's fun for it. So um, that's the other thing I do. I thought I'd give a little bigger description on that work today because uh, I think a lot of people hear me talk about that I play with body and they wonder, what on earth are you talking about, lady? Well, I'm talking about lots of things, but in the case of this uh, work, I'm talking about movement and somatic body work that changes things. So when you unlock from the body, you also, a lot of times, all the emotional 
uh, energetic stuff that was locked into the body will also start to release. So it's not just physical. However, it, the the sort of the medium to get to the results is through the physical body work. So I also um, am a pract- practitioner and facilitator uh, of bars. So I, I'm able to facilitate bars classes. And the cool thing is, is we have some uh, lots of actually uh, bars classes coming up in the next few weeks. Um, a little exciting thing going on in Access is we're all getting a raise. So as of January, um, we're all, as BARS facilitators, getting a raise. So our classes are going to be $300 starting in January. And until then, our classes are $200 for a full day of healing. And I remember taking my very first energy class, and this was like 20 years ago. And I was a student, and I was making... I think I was making 6.85 an hour, and I was pretty darn happy that I even was making that. And it took me literally weeks to save up my money so I could go to this class that cost me $200 for a night, so I could learn Reiki. Um, and then it was actually—I thought it was just a night, but then I found it—it it was an entire. It was actually um, like 12 hours of class altogether, or something. So. Uh, so I saved all this money, and that was 20 years ago, and it cost me $200 then. And then, you know, I furthered my studies in energy work, and I took another class, and it was, um, I think it was one or two-day class, and it was $800. And, you know, I saved I saved a lot um, at the time to be able to do that. And now it's, like, wild because these prices are the same as they were 20 years ago, $200 for an amazing day of healing. And what's freaking awesome is like hey we're not making 685 an hour anymore some of us are you know making more than that and if you aren't making that just consider that you could be making that and way more so um if you'd like to you know, create more in your life this is an amazing class for that and also the cool thing about learning bars is you get to do the bars on other people not only in the class but after the class you get to actually work on people and charge for it so for me after i took my first bars class i think i went out that day i was so excited i had all these new tools that i'd never been gifted in any other modality that i'd done and i've done lots of modalities and like over 20 years i've into uh, so many classes probably if you named the self-help person i've not only been there i probably assisted at book tables for all their talks so i really was like really immersed in the um in all the self-help stuff in a lot of different modalities and um so i'm just kind of like really urging people if the bars is curious to them and they really would like to choose it it can change not only your life in as in like you get tools to change your life you can add this to your life as a way to increase money flows to you know, change people's worlds how fun is that and like what else is possible so um just consider and play with some ideas like if i chose this class what would my life be like in 5 years and if that's totally fun expansive and there's no answer you might want to consider choosing it. If it gets really heavy for you, dense and weird, you might want to ask some more questions around that. So is it uncomfortable or is it heavy or, you know, so regardless of it, ask lots of questions and start to look at what else is possible uh, for you in your life and what you can choose because 
I'm telling you, like for me, the bars was, is dynamic. It's a dynamic, amazing tool, and there are amazing facilitators out there that um, are like eager to have you choose this class, and we're just like excited to have everybody, um, you know, revved to go. And we're all getting our new raise in January. So woo! So and uh, as of um, as of January, the classes do prices do go up, and until then. Um, Christine McIver and I, she is my producer of my show and an awesome friend of mine, uh, we are co-facilitating a few classes. So we've got a class on November 26th through 26, uh, 25th through 26th, which is an advanced bars class that is, um, we are live streaming that through Gary Douglas, who is the creator of Access. We're live streaming a class, um, and he's going to be in somewhere else in the world, and we're bringing it in through the internet. So if you have taken a bars class, and you loved it, and you'd like to choose more, and you'd like to learn the class from the creator of the work, we would love to see you. So please um, contact us, and you can check out either Christine McIver or myself on the Access Consciousness website, and you'll see a listing for all of our classes um, there that we're co-facilitating and that we're, you know, some that we're not co-facilitating, but regardless, check out our um, Access Consciousness uh, web pages and see what we've got going on there. So uh, that one on the 25th and 26th, starts like 7 o'clock in the evening and goes till 2 in the morning. So guess what? It's a sleepover party. We're having a party and we're running bars. And everybody's invited as long as you've had a bars class. And if you haven't had one yet and you'd like one, let us know because we can get you rocking and rolling to join the party. So our other thing that we've got going on is like four days later because we'd like to wait. Um, on November 29th, Christine and I are also co-hosting another class in Etobicoke, so you can check again out on the website at accessconsciousness.com, and so you can find the location and register with us. Uh, we'd love to see you guys there. We have a few people eager to join and are signing up probably as we speak, so um, more the merrier. There's always room, and we can always create larger spaces if required, so if it's something you'd really like to play with and learn, we would love to see you guys. And, you know, just to add things to my life because there's never enough going on. I've got a few other things going on and another one is on uh, December 13th is a bars class uh, up in my office with, uh, that I share with my mom and my mom is also a bars facilitator and we are also doing a bars class in El Dorado which is a small little town in north sort of eastern Ontario. So it's a nice drive, and if you need a place to stay, there's lots of beautiful B&Bs around. So if you're looking for an adventure and a little fun and would like to come out for a class, there's lots of options. And check out on the Access Consciousness website for locations near you, too. Um, just letting you know about the ones we have available, because there's ones all over the place. And a little non-access-related class that I'm facilitating uh, with my mom as well on November 15th, that's this Saturday, uh, we're doing one called The Art of Touch. So as body workers and as energy workers, what we started to notice was that people had this tendency to perceive that if they were, or just think, maybe they were thinking what was going on, is uh, that if they press really hard or, you know, push really hard, that somehow that that's going to create greater results. And um, what our class is about is facilitating um, people to have 
really happy, light, playful, energetic hands that people just like are in total joy of being touched with. So if you would love your hands to be the kind of hands that people just crave you touching them with, then come out to our class because it's going to be super yummy. And I'm like excited to play with a lot of a lot of tools that we do in the body work that we do that can be totally incorporated into any energy modality. You know, if you do massage and you'd like to be able to restore your hands and not have them, um, you know, give out on you after 10 years of work or something. Like, if you'd like to be able to have your hands feel energized and potent and totally effective with total ease, this amazing class on Saturday, November 15th, called The Art of Touch, is going on from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and... It's like ridiculously amazing price of $75. It's our first time facilitating it. So just know that if you're choosing it this time, is $75. But trust me, I go up. This is just because whoever's choosing this is a guinea pig in a way. Although we've been facilitating these kind of classes for a really long time, we've never made them as a four-hour condensed kick-your-ass-into-loving-people's-bodies-and-hands uh, in this kind of dynamic way. So super excited to be facilitating that so you know 15 minutes of talking about me and all the things I love to do I when we come back we'll get to the show on the topic of are you an animal in bed and when I'm talking about that I'm talking about so many things I started to explore that topic and it came out uh, of my you know kind of came out of my awareness when I was thinking about how I really enjoy being in nature and I really enjoy that sensation of being around animals and I was around a puppy this weekend and just like adored me and wanted me to touch him and play with him and it's it's like so sweet to be around animals and to be around trees and nature and have there be this space of no judgment so um, when I'm talking animal your animal are you an animal in bed there's going to be so many elements to this that I think you know probably go hadn't considered that so i'd love for you to stay tuned um, and hang out and then when we come back from break i will get a little deeper i'll get into the topic and then we'll get even deeper and deeper and deeper into exploring all the amazing things about what our animal instincts are and what we can do to uh, to bring them out and to choose them more and more and more we have some Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The Barnes is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and tonight our topic is, Are You an Animal in Bed? And I, you know, I think we all have sort of animal characteristics in some certain ways, right? So I know that in my lifetime and in this particular embodiment, I've gone to a lot of different classes, um, you know, interesting ones. There's a lot of ritualistic stuff that I used to go to and one of the classes I won and then that led to more classes was um, finding my animal guides. So as I was doing my animal guides, um, the first time I did this, I thought, okay, yeah, I really like, I really desperately wanted to connect with something, anything. Um, so I go to this class and I take this, you know, I go into the whole ritual and, you know, everybody's going around discussing what their animal guides were and you know people had amazing things like moose and then they had things like bear and they had one person had a stingray and I was like wow that's amazing I had something awesome it was some kind of crossbreed animal it had like I couldn't identify it it was I called it fluffy so it had it was a little squirrel kind of mixed with a hedgehog kind of mixed with a rabbit and mine was like one of these animals that I was almost ashamed to tell people. I got this little fuzzy thing, and I don't really know what it is or what to do with it. So guess what I did? I had to judge the crap out of it. I'm like, I just got this fuzzy little thing, and I don't know what it is or what to do with it. So for a while, I went out on this, you know, search, and I had to find, like, what am I really as? Like, who, who's my, what's my totem? And what am I as an animal? And I, so I off I go and I go to another class because I figure, well, that didn't work. That one didn't work for me. Maybe it was the person leading it. They just brought Fluffy, and I like really like somebody or something else. So Fluffy stuck around, even though I was like rejecting Fluffy, going, "Ah, screw you, Fluffy. You're Fluffy, and I don't get what you're powerful and it's like you're just a fluffy little thing." So I totally had to totally judge it, of course. Um, and so then I had to go to another class, and, you know, beforehand I was, like, going, come on, come on, get me something good, I really want something good, I really want a cool animal. And so, you know, everybody's going around and around, and like, when the energy was coming up, and, and I remember meditating, but also in the meditation I was, 
uh, I was implanting myself with ideas. I was really receiving it. And I was like, you know, kind of going, okay, could you pick something cool? Could you pick something that's amazing and magical? And like, I just didn't want to receive whatever showed up. I was like, asking the questions to get the coolest freaking animal available. And then I got Pegasus. Oh, yeah, I got a flying horse. I don't know if you guys have ever had a flying horse in one of those meditations, but I was kind of like, you know, after the classes, like, yeah, freaking cool. I got me a flying horse. And, you know, there's Fluffy kind of like hanging out, going, out feeling rejected and dejected because there's Fluffy. And I'm not talking to Fluffy. I'm talking to Pegasus to get me, you know, parking spots to, like, protect my home and do all these magical things for me. And there's Fluffy, and, like, Fluffy is, like, sitting in the corner, depraved and, like, sad and, like, won't you pay attention to me? So I started, like, considering, like, you know, we may even judge animals that we are going to, you know, identify ourselves with because we'd rather be, you know, the cool animal, like, I'd rather be the panther, the tiger, or something super powerful and sexy instead of Fluffy, the little Fluffy thing sitting in the corner. So, and I do feel bad for Fluffy, just like my other producer, Carol, is feeling bad for Fluffy right now, because this is what I want. I really want you guys to feel bad for Fluffy, because he was totally rejected. So I had, you know, I was sitting there thinking, okay, so if if we reject these things that are, you know, these uh, entities that are basically there to contribute to us, what if, uh, and what else are we rejecting? So all these parts of ourselves that we've totally rejected and gone, oh, you're not magical because you're like fluffy and weird and I don't even know what you are because you're not from this dimension. But why would I get an animal from this dimension? Seriously? Can you imagine? Like, what else is possible for me? An animal from this dimension or an animal from some other dimension, other planet, other universe? I think that's a little more likely. So at the time, I was trying so hard to fit into this reality that what I really, really wanted to do was like ha- have this totem that was more um, realistic or identifiable. Uh, one of uh, my friend Max is in the chat room and he said that maybe Fluffy was waiting to pounce for sex. And you know, Fluffy, yeah, Fluffy probably was waiting to pounce for sex. That was probably that, you know, part of me I was identifying with that was like hiding shy in the corner. So if there's any part of you that you've pushed away and shoved in a corner because you've looked at it and said, ugh, that's just not what I was looking for. I'm going to ignore this forever because even though it's here to contribute to me, it's just not showing up sexy and awesome. So like Pegasus was showing up like super stallion, sexy, awesome. So of course, I'm going to receive sexy, awesome stallion, but poor Fluffy, who actually was like really, really wanting to contribute to me, I would ignore. Um, And so then I was thinking about that recently, like how many parts of me have I ignored that have been screaming for attention, that if I were to actually gift myself that, what could that change? Could it change my world? And if it changes my world... How many other people around me will that change? Remember that ripple effect? It's like when you choose for you and when something in your life changes, say you win a million dollars and you actually have financial awareness about what to choose with that 
And then you invest in people who go out and create amazing things that they then go out and create amazing things. It's like that ripple effect can be phenomenal how it can change people's worlds. So that same ripple effect of you know what we've ignored or what we've tried really hard to repress, that ripple effect goes internally in us too. So it's like we shut off a little, then we shut off more, and then we, it's like progressively gets tighter and then it gets more and more and more dense. So if I were to choose to have this like contribution from, you know, Fluffy the animal, what would, you know, what would Fluffy choose to to contribute to me? And it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Maybe Fluffy could contribute something. So, you know, years go by and, you know, I'm aware that I've got all these different things contributing to my life that are energetic beings. So I've got my Fluffy and I've got my Pegasus and i got a few other animals because, you know, I couldn't just stop at Pegasus. I went to more of these classes to get more of these animals because I just, you know, most people would stop at one, but not me. No, I needed multiple animals that I could check in on every once in a while. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that that one's good for this. And then what else? Like, what else could I have? Because you would never just stop at one, even though, you know, a lot of people are like, you have one animal guide. I'm like, no, I must have 40. I must have 50. I must have, what else is possible? I have to have lots of spirit guide animals because I live in the wilderness and that's where spirit guide animals are from. So I thought, okay, yep, I'm going to just keep on going with this. And then it came to a place in my life where I wasn't doing that as much. I was aware that they were there, that I could tap into them, that I could choose them. And then I had this... um, event occur in my life and then I I went through a lot of therapy over it so that I could try and resolve like what it was that I chose it for and I had actually an amazing facilitator at the time and she asked me if I was willing to kill the people that um that were involved and and I was like no that's not cool that's not nice and I was trying so hard to be nice that I wasn't willing to actually be that energy of killer and then as she talked to me and kind of talked me through it, she said, well, what if you were an animal? Or would you have killed these people? And I was like, yeah, I probably would have. So she, then she then asked me to like tap into what animal could I be when, I, when I'm faced with these, like, if there's an energy I can call up in myself that um, I could utilize in these kind of situations. And it was like, as soon as I had the freedom to tap into the energy of something external, I could change it. So I started to look at this, and it was like, okay, what is this being that... And I I could call up this energy, and it was amazing, because I could literally, like, notice my whole entire being and body change, and and when it was required... And then I started to get what this energy was, and I was asking, okay, what is this thing? And then uh, one day I, I was very aware that what I was able to tap into was Sekhmet. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Egyptian goddesses or not, but Sekhmet um, is an Egyptian goddess. And so, you know, again... It was one of those go big or go home. It was like, even though Fluffy was super powerful, amazing, awesome... Uh, it's just that my perception of super powerful, amazing, awesome wasn't that it was going to be something sweet, kind, cuddly. Um, you know, that's what I didn't I didn't see kindness uh, at the time as a potency, and now I can see dynamically how 
that is the truth. Like, kindness is such an amazing potency. So I'm willing to be, you know, tap into that energy of fluffy if I require it. So, um, so Sekhmet, uh, I'll just let you know a little bit about Sekhmet because I thought it was so cool that I, I had this energy that I could call up and be this animal whenever I required it. She was originally the warrior goddess. Uh, she was also a goddess of healing. So it's like she could kill you and then she could heal you. And it was around that time that I actually started to do martial arts and this Sekhmet energy, I was allowing it to show up in my life and I was allowing myself to be willing to, if required, be the killer. It, what, if it was required so if there's certain things that if you're not willing to be them you cannot tap into that energy and if you're not willing to tap into that energy you cannot be aware of it if you're choosing awareness and you're not choosing or willing to be the killer or you're not choosing or willing to be the kindness or you don't see kindness as a potency then you're not really going to be able to or having that awareness of um, of everything so so wherever you are not allowing yourself to be the killer or be the kindness, can you just destroy and create all that times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, online, shorts, boys, and beyonds? I got about a minute to break, so I just let you guys know about other cool things about Sekhmet because I thought she was so cool. Um, she also, they say that her breath formed the desert, and I thought that was, like, potent and awesome, too. And I remember reading about her shortly after I had energy kind of come through me. Then I ended up working at a place where there were Egyptian sculptures everywhere. <laughs> so it was really kind of cool. And I saw Sekhmet all the time. It was like, I, I know you. We're buddies. Yeah, cool. And at one point, the cult of Sekhmet uh, was so dominant in Egypt that the first pharaoh had moved the capital of Egypt to this other place where the center of her cult was. She was that amazingly um, revered. So I, I loved that I could be that if I require it to be that. And so part of my magic, and maybe part of your magic too, and you can check on that, is to tap into whatever energy is required at the time to be whatever is required at that time. So if I required to be Sekhmet, I could. If I required to be fluffy, I could. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about animals and other aspects of animals. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head. 
that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Millie Tsiolanich, and tonight our topic is, are you an animal in bed? Because guess what? Even if you think that you don't have certain skills or talents or, you know, and you're wondering, well, I haven't done anything in 25 years, so I don't think I have any more talents, and I'm certainly not an animal because I haven't been there. So what animal can we be? And why would we deny any part of our animal instincts? So in our chat room, we have, why the heck would we be denied any animal? And we wouldn't. And why would we be denying ourselves any of our animal instincts? We wouldn't. And what if animal instinct includes whatever animal and whatever part of the instinct? So you know me in words, I like to check them out. So I thought, I'm going to check out, what does instinct actually mean? Because for some people, they say their intuition is their instinct. And for some people, they say it's just like, when you know that you know. So I looked up the meaning pre, um, you know, pre-1900s, and I went right to the meaning from the 1500s, because that's when a lot of the first dictionaries were made. So you might as well go right back to the roots, right? And what they were saying about instinct is that and I liked one of them was like really funny to me because instinct um, and sometimes meant, uh, where is it? Because the word just, okay, I have to look up the meaning there. So in some instance it meant, and this one's for you, Faith, it meant prick or stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, even when I read that, I thought, if Faith is on tonight, I'm just going to have to tell her that instinct means prick. And I'm sure that you can identify with that. So the meaning of um of it also means uh, animal faculty or of intuitive perception. And I like that one. It's very poetic. So we have these animal faculties, all of us. And it's not that it has to be animal instinct. It's that the instinct itself is an animal faculty of intuitive perception. So that's that knowing that kicks in when you go, hmm, yeah, maybe I'd like to get out of this situation because this person's a chronic liar. I can tell because something about this energy just doesn't match. So when you're when you're really choosing to be aware of all the story, everything that's happening, choosing to be aware of all the energy, you can use that instinct, that intuitive knowing, and you can create from there. So so what I mean by create is you can walk away. That's part of creating, too. And you can choose to stick around and see what else is possible. 
on all fronts, you can always see what else is possible, walking away or staying. So when when I'm talking about animal instinct in the bedroom, I thought, oh, this is really funny. Because then I'm like, okay, but what about animals? They don't go to the bedroom. Well, unless you've got cats in your house or dogs in your house and they like to like make out in your bedroom or something. But other than that, animals usually are, you know, rolling around in the grass. So I thought, oh, yeah, what about turtles? Like, if you got Edwina the turtle, and, you know, there's John Turtle, and Edwina and John are hanging out in the marsh, and they're kind of like, hey, today seems like a really good day to mate. Do you want to mate? And, you know, they're having this, like, animal talk kind of mating ritual going on, and then, you know, you've got John, and he just kind of gets on top of Edwina, and he does his thing, and Edwina's like, hey, cool, that was cool, move along. At no point did John go to Edwina. Edwina, I think your shell is far too brown. I'm going to have to leave now. And Edwina then doesn't go, oh my God, my shell's too brown. I think I should go hide in it for the rest of my life. So instead of hiding in her shell for the rest of her life, what does Edwina do? She walks off, moves on, does her thing, doesn't judge herself forever about one person saying one thing about her for the rest of her life. And you know what? You know, John, you know, getting on top of Edwina there for their little romp in the swamp, you know, he might walk away, you know, come back to like lay on the eggs or something or whatever turtles do, but he might just walk away for life. And what if Edwina actually doesn't have separation anxiety? And what if Edwina doesn't have rejection anxiety or any of that? So if we were animals and using our true animal instinct, would we ever feel separation or rejection? So everywhere where we're denying our true animal instinct, where we know, as animal instinct would tell us, that we are in total communion with everything all the time, if we're not allowing ourselves to perceive, know, and be that, can we just destroy and uncreate everything that's not allowing that to show up in our lives? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So whenever you start to go to a conclusion that, oh my God, that guy just rejected me, or oh my God, that girl just rejected me, me, Edwina, and John will come in and contribute uh, a little energy to you to remind you that, yes, if John says, sorry, your shell's too brown for me, uh, would Edwina really feel rejected? And would he even be saying that? What's really going on? So... We as humans have these massive amounts of judgments of ourselves and of each other, and we project like ping pong balls all over the place. It's like being in a room with 50 ping pong balls flying around, bound to hit you at some point. So if we could actually like expand ourselves and expand all of our molecules to be so massive that when those ping pong balls are flying around the room and we're total space, they don't hit us. They don't even affect us. So all these places where we're not willing to be an animal in the sack and have animal instinct of just receiving, no judgment, being, wow, can we destroy and uncreate everything that doesn't allow us to be the space of animals, the space of nature, the space of being, and the space of who we truly be? is really, really boring to be judging each other. It's going to become so boring that we're just going to have to stop it altogether on this planet. That's my point of view. 
I think if you know we bored enough of judging each other, we'll just find something else to do. Because what happens when we get bored, guys? You know, as humanoids, what do we do when we get bored? We have to create something else. So chances are we're going to outcreate judgment, and we could do it as fast as we like, as easy as we like, and stop judging each other. And, you know, tap into that energy of Edwina and John, the turtles, because I love them, and I think they're pretty groovy. And and now apparently they're part of my animal energies that I could tap into any time well. And if you are being like a turtle in bed, are you making that wrong? Are you one of those people who takes it slow, who sometimes is protecting yourself with your shell, who sometimes hides and kind of curls in? And if you are being that turtle in bed... Would you not judge the animal that you're being? You know, if your animal instinct is to be a certain animal, like a shy turtle, or an amazing panther leaping forward for its prey, ready to just gnarl at whatever is in its way, uh, you know, if you're willing to be that, whichever one you're willing to be, can we not judge that? That would be awesome. So everything that you have judgments about or projections about around being a certain well, I'm really shy and I just know what to do. Uh, or I just, I don't have enough experience. Or I have so much experience, I think I know everything. Like, what if we can just space and allow everything to show up? And when we are space with somebody, then we don't have to be um, pretending like we know nothing or pretending like we know everything. We can be the space that's required in that moment. Just like the animals. Just like when they're, co- you know, copulating and fornicating and they're, out there in nature and they're doing their thing to, you know, bring life to this planet. You know, they're uh they're just it's just like their bodies require it, so they choose it. They're choosing it, you know, not even they don't even have to go through the five hundred questions, right? Because it's just like, hey, this works for us and they do it. What if we could be that fast with our knowing to go, hey, this works, cool. Let's choose it and not have to go through all of the, you know, unraveling of all the information because I think so oftentimes it's like great to ask the questions because right now we're at a time where we require the questions and I think as we move more into our true knowing, we're going to know and our knowing is so incredibly fast. Awareness is like faster than the speed of light. So our awareness is that fast. Oftentimes, we formulate questions around what we already are aware of. So aren't we cute? So for those of you who do love asking questions to create awareness, how many times have you already been aware, you are aware, of whatever it is that you're asking the question about, and yet totally denying your animal instinct knowing that you already know? Yeah, whatever that is, can we destroy and uncreate all that? Because that was like a what? (laughs) So I think... I just went into, I just messed my own brain up on that one. <laughs> so, um, I think when when we look at how we can be different animals, uh, we can choose that, right? So tap into that. What animal would you like to be? Is today appropriate to tap into the energy of being that turtle? And what if you don't have to judge that? Like, what if today you'd like to be slow moving and hide yourself every once in a while in your shell? And what if tomorrow you wake up, or even in the afternoon, you go, oh, now I'm ready to be a bear and be seen and be loud and be known. And we just choose that. So there's all these, they're not 
but they're not necessarily even that specific to animals. But they are energies that are different, and they're different parts of us that are like our magic that we can tap into that is like, ah, sometimes our silence and our retreating is actually a gift that we create space with. And sometimes being seen and heard is a gift of how we create as well. So it's not that one trumps the other. It's like what is the most... Um, contributive in the moment so knowing that you can tap into your animal instinct at any time and be whatever is required in that moment isn't that fun so you know if one you know the next time you go to copulate or play or whatever you're doing with bodies um, you could kind of tap into that and go hey if I was going to be an animal right now what would I be Oh, maybe I'm going to be a kitty, and I just want to be petted and cuddled and, you know, have my tummy rubbed. So if you'd like to be like a kitty and just be, you know, pet and rubbed and cuddled and played with and, you know, be silly and frolicky, like, awesome. So do you have that in you? Are you already that? Chances are yes. And are you already like a turtle? And are you already like a bear? So what if we're not just one? And all the places that we've tried to be just one of these things, constantly or unconsciously choosing to be like one animal over another, can we destroy and uncreate all of that time godzillion and allow ourselves to know that we can tap into any of that at any time? And when we come back from break, talk about whatever. I don't know. Let's find out. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK. 
or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight our topic is animal instinct. Well, it's actually not that. It's like, are you an animal in bed? But really, we've been talking a lot about animal instinct and how we all have it. That instinct is that animal intuitive um, nature that we all have. Because guess what? We're all a little bit animal. So we're just, you know, we just happen to have computers and stuff that, you know, our friend the rabbit maybe he does have them but I haven't seen him with one so um, we you know that's pretty much the difference and that we judge the crap out of ourselves and they don't so <laughs> um, the difference between animals and us they don't have computers and don't judge themselves and we do everything else is the same and that is my wisdom for tonight guys but I still have 15 minutes to talk so I'm going to keep on going we've got uh, I'm looking at like other things like other places in my life where where have I been like where have I actually consciously brought on the animal energy and I've done it a few times and one of the times oh and that was cool too so I love watching Harry Potter and one of the um, magics that they have in Harry Potter is um, being an animagus and that is the magic of being able to transform into any animal at any time but generally they have a specific animal but they could transform into different animals and I remember reading that even in the Harry Potter books going oh I can do that and I kind of thought like hey can't everybody do that but since maybe not everybody can do that or aren't aware that they can do that like would you guys like a little tool on how to tap into that so let's play with this so um, one of I'll give you a little backstory about what I what was going on for me that I um, you know kind of came to be aware that I could do this and I had this like crazy animal situation going on around my house last summer there was like porcupines trying to attack my cats and there were all kinds of uh, wild animals and they were getting really unruly and um, and it was like in mama mode for my kitties so. I, you know, three o'clock in the morning, I got up out of bed, and I thought, what? An-? And I actually asked this, like, what animal predator can I be that would get these guys to go away? And all of a sudden, this energy just shifted in me. My body was like it, it like it morphed, and I thought, oh, what is this? It's like, oh, bear. Interesting. I'm being a bear. Very cool. And then I thought, oh. Okay, so is there a noise required? Like, what else is required here? And this sound came out of my mouth that was, like, insane. It was, like, this freaking beastly noise that was, like, I won't even demonstrate because you guys would be scared out of your wits. It was insane. So I'm being this noise of, ah! And the next day, there were reports all over the county of hearing bears. No, I'm kidding about that part, but there... I had all like this intensity that came across and the porcupine ran away and the raccoon was like freaking like he didn't shit his pants literally because he doesn't wear them but he took off and he ran up a tree and we didn't ever see him again so for you guys a little quickie tool is that you can ask 
you know, what energy can I tap into right now that's required? So when we talk about what energy, space, and consciousness can I be, you might sometimes notice that this animal energy comes up or that you sense it as like, ooh, that's like an animal. So, and then you can ask like, oh, is there a sound required? Because sometimes there is. So asking these questions will often bring that energy up. There are a lot more complicated ways to do it where you could like sit and meditate for half an hour and invoke the animals and you could light some incense and you could pray to the gods if you like. Like that's just your choice. That's another way to do it. I, I can do that too. I've done it that way. Or you can just ask what animal is required at this time and can what would it take to actually be perceived as this animal at this time. So if it's in bed and you're required to be, you know, seen as this like, um, you know, if you require yourself to be seen as a panther or a gorilla or turtle or rabbit or whatever, and your body just kind of goes boom and it transforms into this, this energy, you know, maybe it like pounces because it's playful like a little kitty and it just pounces on the person because they like kitties and that's what's required, then you might choose that. And you might, you know, go, oh, like what, you know, is there a sound required? Sometimes, you know, sometimes we make funny little sounds like animal sounds like you might just like make a noise like a horse or make like a noise like a kitty like you never know what sound's going to come out of your mouth so try not to go into judgment if you are being an animal in bed and funny animal noises come out of your body to not go oh my god what was that so what if you are being an animal in the sack how freaking cool are you and how much contribution are you being to all of those animals that you're tapping to so if you're pulling their energy and as you're pulling their energy to you because that's what's going to be the contribution to be and allowing that to be expressed, how much are you contributing to them by receiving them? A little, a lot, or crap loads? Probably crap loads because we all like to be received. So part of that pulling energy from everywhere and anything in the entire universe, that includes animals and sometimes we actually tap into that and be that. So, just thought I'd let you guys know, next week, um, Christine Yole, who is a friend of mine, is going to be coming on the show and gifting tantric full-body orgasms through the airwaves, how lucky are we. I think she's gifting me one, and maybe as a response, you guys all get to get one too, or I'm not really sure how this is working. However, I'm very excited because I know I'm going to be getting one, and maybe you guys are too. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.